This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hi, this is Anne-Marie and welcome to another show. Many ambitious entrepreneurs and small business owners I speak with tell me they find Twitter confusing. And you might too. How on earth can you say something that's relevant and interesting in just 140 characters? How can you find your ideal client and audience so you can build a relationship with them? And what about building your profile and awareness about your business without being labelled a spammer? Twitter expert Keith Keller joins us today. He's going to share some of the techniques and strategies that he uses every single day and that's helped him boost his personal Twitter following to over 30,000 followers and he uses Twitter every single day to build build connections and build awareness about his business. Now today Keith's going to speak about how Twitter can help us boost our visibility exponentially. The importance of being natural and on topic when we're networking and using Twitter. How we can leverage Twitter to share information and become known as a specialist in our field and he's also going to talk about his three tweet series formula and how we can use that as well so let's welcome Keith to the show so welcome to the show Keith how you doing very good look I'm really excited to catch up with you because I know you've got such a wealth of knowledge on Twitter and you being the Twitter guru but I know for a lot of listeners and people who are in small business one of the things that they say is you know what we are time poor is Twitter just another tool that is going to distract our attention how do we use it do you want to just start off by sharing some statistics maybe and maybe even a couple of success stories so people are aware of the leverage and the outcomes people can generate when they're using this tool correctly. It's a good place to start because we are time poor and you don't want to spend an hour or or half an hour even a day on something that's not working. Mm. So I've got plenty of stats to share, plenty of stats. So in the global sphere, about 600 million people have a Twitter account and about 100 million of those use it every day, Mm -hmm. every single day. They're looking for information to share. They're sharing information they have. So it's a vibrant network worth doing. Mm -hmm. 20% of Americans have a Twitter page, 20%. And 8% of those use it every day. Wow. So whatever the population now is of the US at 400 million, 8% of those have a Twitter account that they use every day. Australia... 1.8 million Australians have a Twitter page, about 8%. Mm -hmm. So if you want to do that calculation, if you're a very hyper-local person, you know, you live in Melbourne and your clients are in Melbourne and you want to sell to people who live in Melbourne, 
then just calculate the amount of people that live in your patch. Melbourne has 4 million people. So that means that 320,000 Melburnians have a Twitter page, a Twitter account. So it's worth doing. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. We need to discuss the idea of is it worth doing? Yeah, yeah. You know? So the numbers right at the beginning show that it's worth at least having a look at. It's worth at least exploring that it's a vibrant, vital network that people are using every day to source information mm-hmm. and share information. And I'll come back to those two words in a minute. But this is the key. It's worth doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just quickly on that, do they know with the figures of those people who are on Twitter, both in the US and in Australia, whether they are business people or um, personal people, such as mm-hmm. people who mm-hmm. are interested in purchasing things and buying things, or more business, business yeah, community? That's, that's a very good discussion. I think gut feeling is that the average person on Twitter is a consumer. Mm-hmm. But I do know for a fact that a stat has been done that the average person, you can picture this, and the average person on Twitter is a 37-year-old female. Oh, okay. So we know that for sure now. Yes. The average person on Twitter is a 37-year-old female with curly blonde hair and a red dress. Mm-hmm. You know, you know um, that's the picture that was on the article. But you know what? You're actually trying to picture who's on Twitter. Yes. Who's using it. And it's very much a consumer-driven research tool. Yes. You know? And. I'll quickly mention this because I've mentioned it most of the times in my other interviews. Twitter is the information network as opposed to being a social network. Okay. People on Twitter are using it to research information, to share data. They're not chatting to their friends they went to school with 20 years ago. They may be, but that's a very small percentage of people. Yeah. That's great that you mention that because one of the things that I often hear is people saying, well, I've monitored and people are just talking about where they're having lunch and this and that and I'm just not really interested in it. But what you're saying now is the people who are out there using it actively every single day, they are researching information and this person, this consumer, even if they're a business person, may just be your ideal client. who's researching for key content and information that you have just shared and that's important to be there among that conversation. Well, I had this discussion yesterday about the idea of social versus search. This is a very interesting discussion to have. In uh, the search parameter, Google, for instance, Mm. people type in a keyword because they're looking for a restaurant in their local area or a hairdresser or a mechanic or Mm -hmm. a chiropractor. Yes. But in the idea of social which is the generic discussion, people are using their contacts to source information. Hey, Anne-Marie, do you know a good hairdresser in Mentone? You know, you're giving me the goss. Hey, yeah, I do. Actually, I really do. There's this really cool person near the station, and she's great. She's really cool. She's very affordable. She's lovely. She makes great coffee. And there's a cafe next door, so if, if you're running late, you can you know, just sit in there, or if you want to, you can go for lunch afterwards. Sure. So you're having this social discussion it's a lifestyle choice. Mm-hmm. You're not just finding a generic person on the internet because they come up in their Google rankings, which is a totally different discussion. You're actually creating content or creating a conversation based on what other people are doing. Yeah, and Your we know. Contacts. Exactly, and we know that a, that's like a referral. If someone yeah. is looking for someone and it gets an introduction from someone that they already know, like, and trust, they're more likely then to spend more time reviewing Yeah, yeah, yeah the recommendation. And if you're the service or the product that's recommended, 
that person will be more likely yeah. to check you out. Yeah. So based on that really cool question you have, I don't have stats on it, but my gut feeling mm-hmm. is that people are using Twitter as a consumer to research information and possibly as a business owner to share information. Some people, and I wanted to have this discussion today, some people are using it badly by they're just marketing themselves 24-7 and I really don't want you to do that. I really Mm -hmm. don't want you to do this spammy thing. Yes. This is not the spirit of Twitter. Twitter is this information sharing device. Here's a great article. Here's a great video. And by the way, if you want to, I'm speaking next week and we did it that way. We shared a video. We shared an article. And by the way, this is what I do. In that order. Yes. I call that my three-tweet series. Mm-hmm. I actually tweet one main idea surrounded by two other ideas that are related but not necessarily about me. Right. So, you know, I used to call it the 80-20 rule, and this is still a beautiful principle, the 80-20 rule, four out of five. Mm-hmm. But I've now just recently coined this phrase, the three-tweet series. For every three tweets you do, you've really got to share two of them that are really good content. Yes. And I personally tweet 10 to 1. I personally tweet 10 times about other people before I'll mention myself. Okay. Because no one, no one cares. And no one wants to hear all your stuff all the time. They yeah, don't. Yeah. We're not Beyonce. We're not celebrities. We're not. Most people on this call are heart-centered business owners that have a great idea, they've got a great model to follow, and they want to share their wisdom and their products and their services with the world. Yes. The only way you can do that is by building trust and rapport and being a global citizen. Okay. So that's interesting because obviously what you're saying is that Twitter, a great tool to really get out there and share great content, it's not a tool that if a a business owner thinks, fantastic, I'm going to connect with all these people and then I'm just going to tweet out, buy this, buy that, come to this, here's my my latest special. It's not that at all, but do what you call a three-tweet series, uh, and you do 10 to 1, share content. It might be content you've developed yourself that's helpful for yeah. people and also other people that might have created content and articles and videos and posts yeah. that are related to the specific topic that you are passionate yeah. about. And then intertwined in that, you might send out uh, one tweet that directs people back to an event you're going to or something that you might yeah. be having as a special. And that allows people then to absorb that information without thinking, hey, this person's a spammer. Yeah, well, I want to give you a really clean example of from the you know the organic world, the the non-social world. I got this idea from Brian Tracy, who's one of my favourite speakers, and he said, "Imagine it's a very clean example, very clear image. Imagine you go to a used car salesman on your weekend, and you're looking for a car, and you've only just arrived. You've been there a minute, and you see this red Toyota that you're thinking you might buy, and the guy comes straight up to you and says, "Why don't you buy it? Put in an offer. See what you think." And you walk away, and you. How rude. And I just got here, mate. I mean, I haven't even decided if I like red or if I want a Toyota. I haven't had a test drive. I don't know what it costs. I don't know what the condition is. I don't know how old it is. Yes. How many kilometres is it done? I don't even know if I want the car. Wow. You know, how rude of you to just barge in there and say, buy it. And this analogy, which I really think is very relevant, is exactly how people sometimes use Twitter. And it's rude. Mm -hmm. It's offensive. And most importantly, this is the most important part, it doesn't work. Yeah. So separate to the social conditions, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. People will unfollow you or they certainly won't buy from you. No, no. 
And just like if you walk into a showroom, a car showroom, or even a retail outlet, if you just want to browse and have a look at the, the products that are there, if the salesperson just jumps on you and clings to you and follows you around, and it really is off-putting, and you just cannot wait to get out of there. And that's similar to Twitter. If someone's following you and tweeting you all these things, it's like, wow. And you know what? With Twitter, you can just easily unfollow someone, yeah. can't you? So I'll block them. Yeah, exactly. Look, it has happened to me. I've got to be honest. It has happened to me. I mean, I get excited. I'm speaking next week and I'm doing this interview today and I spoke yesterday and, you know, I get excited. I just did an interview in the US yesterday and I want to tell everyone. Yes. And sometimes I get a bit over-evangelistic. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, the basic premise, and this is why I pretty dogmatically talk about 10 to 1, you know, I have to control myself. If I did do a gig in the US yesterday and I'm very excited about that and I'm doing one next week. Yes. And I want to tell the whole world. Yeah, yeah. But I've got to remember that everyone else is busy and they don't really care too much about the fact that I'm doing a gig. They might come, and it'd be lovely for them to come, and they might listen to my MP3 from yesterday, but really they've got lots on their mind, and what they've come to my page for is they want the latest information about what's happening with Twitter. Yes. Or what's happening with the world of social media, and they, they want to take that at their pace, and they want to be able to pick and choose what they want, yeah? Mm-hmm, Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a delicate balance. It is. And it's an important reminder, isn't it, to really be mindful about what you're sharing so that the people who are following you, and and let's talk about um, followers and things like that in a moment, because I know that for people who are new to Twitter, what's a follower? But for people who are following you, you don't want to bombard them and, as you said, overflow their feed with lots of information. Mm. Now, let's just talk about followers, because one of the questions that I was asked a while ago is, okay, so I'm sharing this information, how are people reading it? Do I have to connect with people like Facebook or, or mm-hmm. what? how does that work on Twitter? Mm. Okay. So let's have that discussion about followers and the whole ancillary discussion about why that's good and bad. Mm-hmm. So the basic premise with Twitter is that you share information in a very short way like an SMS, 10 words. I'm speaking next week in the US. Here's the link. Come, please. Sure. Something like that. Or please share with your friends or, you know, it's free. Why don't you join us? Something like that. And so that's the message. The basic premise of Twitter is that your followers, the people that choose to follow your feed, Mm -hmm. like an RSS feed on a blog or these types of things, they get your messages. So in very simple format, the more followers you have, the more people get your message. Okay. That's the very simple version. Yes. But... There's a bit of a dogmatic mm, obsession with this idea of getting more followers at any cost. Okay. You know, and a lot of people now are so concerned about what other people think of them that they buy followers. Mm. You know, they buy followers. You can mm. buy them. They're $2 a thousand. That's the wow. current going rate. And what would you say to someone who says, I'm thinking of buying some followers? Well, I mean, let's think about what that really means. What are you buying? You're buying followers Mm -hmm. that really have no interest in what you're doing. They're being paid to follow you. Mm -hmm. They're probably going to be in India or Indonesia, which may be your market, but may not be. Okay. And chances are, and I've seen this happen because I've been tracking this, they'll unfollow you in a week because they've got to do other things. I mean, you can only follow a certain amount of followers on your own account before Twitter will stop you. So they might follow you today 
and they've got their one cent or ten cents or whatever they get per follower. And then a week later, they've got to unfollow you because they've got to follow someone else. Sure. Because this is what they're doing for their income. Yeah. And so the idea of buying followers um, has no merit to you. I mean, separate to the fact that it's, you know, it's a bit silly, but there's no merit because the people that follow you have no interest in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. The only p- reason why I'm guessing people do it is so that if they're trying to impress others, you know, if they've got a business, they're going, wow, this guy must be pretty clever. He's got 225,000 followers. I better follow him. He's pretty clever. Yeah. Maybe they're doing it for that reason. But mm-hmm. there's a whole heap of sites, which we can chat about if we have time, where you can tell if your followers are fake or real. Yeah. And I mean, if you're spending a lot of time creating great content and sharing things, you want to make sure that the people who are reading that are people who want to hear that. And I mean, you could be spending all of this time, which is wasted, because no one is going to share it, no one, if they're not interested in your content, and no one is going to take that step and invest in you, because it's more the quantity versus quality. And I think with anything, there is quality. You want people following you, reading your information, sharing it, who you know are interested and then are willing to share it with other interested people as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I really plead with you to avoid, you know, to hang back on this idea of buying followers Mm -hmm. because, you know, it's a social conditioning, isn't it? Well, you know, my friend, my other business partner, he's got 26,000 followers and I've only got 22. I want to beat him. Yes. You know, and that's fine because that's a totally different discussion. But if you're a business owner and you want to market to people that are likely to buy your stuff, it's better to have 10,000 dedicated followers who will share and engage than 100,000 you know, people that you've purchased that mm-hmm. aren't even reading your stuff. Yeah. And, you know, it reminds me of a story that my business coach and mentor said, and we're talking about you no know, numbers of, say, lists. She generated a multi-million dollar business with 1,000 names on her newsletter list. Wow. And normally people are talking four, five, ten, twenty, fifty thousand, you know, people on a list to generate income. But that was because she spent time in building quality connections. And I think what you're saying here is build time to get quality followers, yeah. people who are interested in your content. And eventually you'll be glad because people will start to take notice and and then other people will follow you because, you know, you're sharing great stuff that they want to know about. So that's really important. Let me share another really cool concept, but also a website that measures this. And it's called Tweet Reach. Right. Now, what Tweet Reach means in basic terms is you have a number of followers and I have a number of followers and we retweet each other. So the amount of people that get our messages is multiplied. Yeah? Yeah. So you have 33,000, I have 30,000. So really, if we tweet each other, our tweet reach is 63,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yes. Very simple calculation. And this is a very powerful number because... The real power of Twitter is not necessarily just tweeting to your followers. It's in getting other people to retweet it to their followers. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you a really good example of this. I did a really cool gig in January of this year called Motivation Marathon. Very cool of cool idea. Nine days, five speakers a day, and then this really great you know, speaker right at the end, 46 speakers over nine days, all collectively speaking on this subject of motivation and wellness and wealth and health and business and social media and marketing and 
all these sorts of really cool discussions. Yes. 46 hours of great content about, you know, living a good life. Wow. And we retweeted each other. You know, we had this collective hashtag. We used Motivation Marathon. I'll talk about hashtags in a minute. And on one particular day, tweets about my event, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 10 o'clock in Melbourne, reached 525,000 people. Wow. Because I retweeted others and they retweeted me. Yes. So it's the sharing, isn't it? Yeah. It's the sharing community spirit. So, I mean, I've got 30,000 followers and, you know, maybe I'll get some more, but that's where I'm at at the moment. Mm -hmm. And I was retweeted by people that have 200,000 followers, 300,000 quality followers because they are power players in their industry. Mm -hmm. And they retweeted me because I retweeted them. It's the, uh, the whole reciprocity deal. Exactly. And it's a very good example because there was 46 speakers all had their topic and they're all very passionate about their topic and they all wanted the world to know. And so we instigated this hashtag, Motivation Marathon, and we instigated this sort of communal sharing spirit. And I think that's the highest score we got to on that event, 525. Yeah, incredible. So the, what you're saying there too then is to be mindful not only to share your own content but to share other people's content oh, as well. That's exactly yeah. what it is. I actually share this quote every single day. I mean, I really should have it on a T-shirt. Give, 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 then ask. Wow. This is Gary V. Gary yes. Vanessa, yeah, yeah. You know, million followers. New York dude. He's just absolutely nailed it. Give, 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 then ask. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? If you're sharing really great content through your tweets, people will just automatically want to share it because it's so shareable, isn't it? They'll want to share that positive, inspiring message or content and and things like that. So it's really important. Now, listen, you said, I think it's a bit of a jargon here for some people who've not heard that before, hashtag. Do you want to speak Mm, a little bit more about that? Yeah. I almost wanted to say Gesundheit, but it's got nothing to do with a sneeze, does it? (laughs) It's a really sort of interesting discussion hashtags, the pound sign as you call it in the US or they're just the, the little squiggly line, we call it the hashtag here in Australia. Yep. It's the secret ingredient in the Twitterverse. In the world of Google, you just type into the search bar Indian restaurant Randwick. Right. You know, hairdressers Mentone. Mm. Now, we don't have that facility in Twitter, so they've invented this very clever way of having power words. Power words. So, if, for instance, if you're tweeting to your, say, for instance, you've got a thousand followers and you tweet something. Now, if no one retweets it and nothing happens, a thousand people get it maximum, yeah? Yes. But if you use a hashtag, say, for instance, inspiration, motivation, podcast, mm-hmm. say, just say, you use those three hashtags, everyone in the world who chooses to follow the, the hashtag inspiration will get your message, whether they are following you or not. Everyone in the world. Mm-hmm. And people follow keywords using maybe TweetDeck or Hootsuite or several other, you know, dashboards. So people have now got very clever because there's so much going on in the Twitterverse, they want to channel it down. They want to get really clear. Yes. So they follow keywords. 
inspiration, motivation, podcasts, videos, YouTube, say, for instance. They, they love watching YouTube videos. They love anything inspirational. They like listening to podcasts. So they'll follow those five key words, or they might follow five key people. So by using a hashtag, simply putting the pound sign or the hash squiggly line in front of a word, yes. it makes it live. It makes it a power word in Twitter. Mm-hmm. So there's two ways to use hashtags. One is you create a hashtag yourself, Motivation Marathon, and the power of that is that you can track that word and you can thank everyone who retweets you when you can follow the discussion. Okay. The other way to do it is to create or use power words that people are looking for. Inspiration, motivation, mm-hmm. videos, YouTube, Melbourne. And that leads perfectly onto the idea of what's called a trending topic because each day on Twitter itself but also many other sites, you get a list of the top 10 trending topics in any town. Okay, so they track those hashtags. Yeah. So, for instance, yesterday, Sarah DeBono, who was on The Voice, was in Adelaide. So, Sarah DeBono was a trending topic. Okay. So, the presidential debate was on yesterday, so the US presidential debate was a trending topic. Okay. So, there's a top 10 list of hashtags being used at any one time. It's probably updated hourly. In any town in the world, typically, certainly every country of the world. Mm. And so you can follow the global trending topics. You can follow the local trending topics in your country. Yes. And so you really, well, you've got three ways to use hashtags. Create your own and you create the discussion, Motivation Marathon. And everyone who follow, chooses to follow that hashtag then becomes a part of a community. It's a very niche way of using hashtags, but very powerful because you know, a little bit like with your followers, you know that if someone's followed that hashtag Motivation Marathon, they're very interested in what you've got to say Mm. because they've gone to the trouble of deliberately following you and this hashtag. Yes, yeah, yeah. The second way to use it is to actually use power words that we all know exist and there's really cool sites to track that. Hashtags.org is a really cool one, which Mm -hmm. we've been using for ages. And it'll tell you which hashtags are generically powerful. Yes. YouTube, videos, X Factor USA, The Voice, these sorts of things. Mm. And and you can start picking up on the ones that are generically powerful. And then you can even drill right down to say, well, what's trending now? Now, this is a very important discussion to have. You don't want to use a hashtag that's trending for the sake of it. It has to be related. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let me give you an example. On Tuesday and Monday in, in the US, music, for instance, was a trending topic because there's a little hashtag we use in the music world, Music Monday. Okay. So on Tuesday in, in Australia and Monday in the US, Music Monday was a hashtag, a trending topic, as was music. And I tweet a lot about me. I tweet a lot about music. So I just simply retweeted some of the tweets I already had in my system and mm-hmm. my buffer. Mm-hmm. And I retweeted them and just added Music Monday. So it's related to what I'm doing anyway. I'm just adding a you little bit. You just added it, yeah. You know what I was thinking? To get like a hashtag into a trending topic. Now, you mentioned that with the Motivational Marathon hashtag, you had over half a million tweets and the reach to that. What sort of figure would we be talking about for anything to be in the top 10? Are we talking millions and millions? I I don't know. Mm. I honestly don't know the answer to that question, but I can tell you a really cool story that happened to me last Friday, a week ago today. 
A very good friend of mine in LA, Ariane Alexander, had a cool part in the first episode of Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. Season 9, I think it's season 9, and it was a cliffhanger. So they had a break, you know, and this is the first show of a after a long break and everyone's hanging out. Yes. Grey's Anatomy. And my friend is in it. Wow. And uh, she had this really cool part right at the end. So for the, for the time that it was on, 9 o'clock in New York and also three hours later, 9 o'clock in LA, Grey's, the word Grey's, G-R-E-Y-S, yes. was a trending topic. Oh, okay. Because everyone in the US was watching it yeah. and tweeting about it. But in terms of numbers, it's, it would be actually lovely to know that number, but yeah. it would have to be in the millions. Oh, yeah, you would. You'd, because, I mean, honestly, if you think that everybody was watching Grey's, or so many from the US, and you were saying, how many million people are in the US? And then on Twitter, I mean, it would have to be an incredibly, yeah. million people. So, you know... We had two bites of the cherry. I'm, it's a very cool story. It's a story I'm very proud of. And we had two bites of the cherry. The actual show was on at 9 o'clock in both time zones, but, of course, New York and L.A. are three hours apart. So at 9 o'clock in New York, which is 11 o'clock a.m. the next day in Australia, if you've never heard that calculation, it's always tomorrow in Australia, we had one go at it. And then three hours later, 2 o'clock in Melbourne, 9 o'clock in LA, we had another go at this. So Ariane got really two bites of the cherry. Ah, yes. Because she's in LA, her actual episode was already out and in the zone before she even got to see it. So <laughs> there was a whole series of trending topics ahead of Ariane even watching the show three hours later. So in that three-hour time zone between nine o'clock New York, nine o'clock LA, there was this huge pool, huge pool of people watching Grey's Anatomy, talking about Grey's Anatomy, tweeting about Grey's Anatomy, sharing about Grey's Anatomy, the good, the bad and the ugly, and mm. it was a bit ugly because a few things happened that were people were disappointed about. Like anything, it was a cliffhanger. Yeah, so some yeah. People, some people died and some people left and, you know, some people were disappointed. Like when your favourite character dies in a book. Yeah, already. don't tell me because I haven't caught up with it yet. I'm going to watch it on catch-up TV. <laughs> I, don't know I don't know what happened, but the point is that you know, there was a few people disappointed. So there's a very cool example of a trending topic yeah. that related specifically to a friend of mine. Yes. You know, we already had the data. She said, you know, I'm on Grey's Anatomy tonight. I already had the tweets ready to go. Yeah. So that's something that, I mean, from that lesson for, say, a business owner who might be going to a, similar to some of the events that you've been and speaking, if it's pre-recorded and played later on, if you or if they pre-write some of those tweets and then start tweeting as the show is, you know, being broadcast, you can leverage that then. Yeah, you're leveraging it. Mm. And this is the thing I love about Twitter. I don't think there's any other social network that does this, and I'm pretty confident you can't do it with Facebook. This idea of this this, this virality, this absolute ballisticness around the sharing. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's so fast. It's so fast. Yes. If you do a little bit of pre- preparation and you have some tweets ready to go, like for Ariane, then, you know, when you do actually get in the zone and you've got two or three tweets ready, you can just pick up on the trending topic and add that in. Yes. And that's why it's very important. It's very important that you do this very naturally. Like, you don't want to add 
a silly hashtag just because it's trending. Because mm-hmm. first of all, it looks silly, and second of all, oh, that's right. It's like, oh, by the way, you know, if, if someone's talking about a completely different topic, you're just going to look ridiculous. You look ridiculous. So when we are entrepreneurs, when we own our own business, this is we need every advantage we can get to get our secret out. We are the world's best kept secret most of the time. Mm. You know, we know. Our product is awesome because we created it and we're passionate about it and we love it. Yes. But no one else knows that yet. And so you've got to use every tool at your disposal to get those messages out to the hungry crowd, as uh, Robert Kiyosaki would call it. Mm -hmm. You know, the people that want to know that what you're doing. There's 7 billion beings in the world and 100 million of them are using Twitter every day. They're looking for stuff. And they're looking for what you're doing. Yes. And it, you just have to get it to them. So what I teach and what I talk about is the tricks and the, the techniques about using hashtags, trending topics, retweeting, tweet reach to get yeah. messages out. You've got a message. It's, you know, you talk about this yourself. You've got a brand. You've got your mojo. You know exactly what you do. But no one knows about you yet. Not me, people. Mm-hmm, you know, if you've, if mm-hmm. you've just started. And there's always room to grow. So, for instance, even if you've been going a while, you might not be popular in South America or South Africa or Europe. So there's always new markets to explore, whether you're just starting or whether, you're, you know, you're establishing a business and just going into a different zone. Yeah, yeah. You know, look, I've just loved today's conversation because I think we've spoken about a lot of things that people are struggling with, small business owners and entrepreneurs are struggling with. And you mentioned that this is an area that you teach and you train and you mentor and you support people. If people are listening today and they think, you know what, I love what Keith has been saying and just Mm. to be able to become part of a conversation, to share content, to build relationships is something that they want to do and they want to, you know, their hand held. How can they get in contact? with you to find mm. out more. Okay. So a couple of things. So I've just written an ebook. I'm really proud of this. Actually, I didn't write it. A friend of mine wrote it for me. I hate writing, but she took my words and she, you know, jumbled it all around and made me actually sound very eloquent. <laughs> and that uh, it's free. It's absolutely free. And it's twittermarketingforcreativesouls.com. Yes. Okay. Twitter marketing for the numeral four, creativesouls.com, and it'll just take you to a sign-in box just Put your name in there, and I'll you know you, I'll send you the uh, the book absolutely free. And if you want, you can just uh, email me, and I'll send it to you. I have a SoundCloud account. I'm very proud of this. I've been interviewed all over the world now. I was interviewed in India last week, which was really cool. And that is SoundCloud.com forward slash Keith Keller. So you've got an ebook if you want to read it. You've got a MP3 if you want to hear it. And I've also got a YouTube channel which is keithkeller.tv, which is where I've got some of my interviews and my discussions on video. And the generic site, the generic site where all my stuff is, and I've got heaps and heaps of stuff to share, is keithkeller.com.au. Because I'm from Aussie, and I couldn't get the .com. I couldn't get the .com. There's another Keith Keller in the world who's actually got the .com. So it's Keith Keller, K-E-I-T-H, K-E-L-L-E-R dot com dot A-U. Fabulous. Fabulous. Love all of those tips that you shared. And for those of you who are listening today, 
what are you doing with Twitter? Have you used hashtags in a way that Keith has been talking about? And have you had a success story? If you have, we'd love to hear more from you. And all you need to do, if you're listening from our uh, show page, you'll notice down below there's an area that you can comment. And of course, you can reach out to Keith on all the links that we have there on the show blurb as well. If you are listening from our iTunes channel, I really encourage you to get across and become part of the communication. That's one of the things that Keith was saying on today's show, is to become part part of that communication and of course what you can do is, is have our hashtag as well and, and our Twitter handle which is the ambitious pod that's the ambitious pod and of course Keith's Twitter handle is at Keith Keller and if you can include us in your tweets we'll be able to be part of that conversation and uh, we would love to connect with you and as always we have our Facebook page which is the ambitious entrepreneur show we want to hear from you what are you doing with Twitter how are you liking Twitter and of course all of the details there to get in contact with Tick with Keith and get more of his free information and of course his coaching too this is what he does and he can support you in in building a fantastic campaign so that you can get out there and connect with your ideal audience using Twitter once again thanks so much for coming on the show it's always a pleasure to catch up with you Keith no worries at all no worries I love this as a business coach and marketing mentor, one of the things that I like to do on every show is to share an inspirational tip. And today's inspirational tip is a proverb, and it is, there is no beauty but the beauty of action. There's no beauty but the beauty of action. And I think as ambitious entrepreneurs, that's such an important message, because each and every day we should be taking action steps, being proactive in working towards our goals. Sure, we're all familiar with goal setting and planning and writing all the things down that we need to do, but you want to make sure that you're consistently achieving those goals by taking action. And often when I'm working with clients and they tend to be struggling or they're just not happy with uh, the progress that they're making in their business, it's because they're not taking focused action and working on the right steps. So if this is something that you're struggling with, then why don't you book in for one of my complimentary business breakthrough strategy session? You can find out more about those by going to bit.ly, that's bit.ly forward slash breakthrough session. That's bit.ly forward slash breakthrough session. Until next time, stay inspired. This is Anne-Marie. You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. Do you want to promote your business to tens of thousands of other ambitious entrepreneurs, both nationally and internationally? I invite you to reach out and learn more about our customized sponsorship packages by emailing beasponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com. That's beasponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com and we'll send you out further details. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.